Charging your worth is a made-up concept and construct. It is completely 100% made up. Yes, there are guidelines in every industry, but we know that there's outliers in, in all of it. There's coaches and designers who charge hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and there's some that don't charge $50 an hour, right? So I really invite people to define it for them. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. BuildLane is a platform that makes it super easy for designers to specify custom furniture. They are changing the game. The end result is an unleashing of your creativity. Whatever you can imagine can be built. And whether or not you're a novice at custom furniture design or an expert, Build Lane's team can make the process super easy. Head on over to buildlane.com. That's buildlane.com. Use code WINGNUT250 to get a $250 discount just for you. Buildlane.com. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, the Grand High Poobah. Of all things wingnut, Darla Jethro Powell, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. <laughs> Are you guys watching Loki on the Disney Disney Plus channel? Oh my God, you guys know I'm obsessed with Marvel. It is so good. WandaVision, I don't think I've talked to you guys about any of this because my life has been in turmoil. WandaVision is amazing. Winter Soldier and the Falcon is amazing. Uh, Loki, a whole new level. That is so freaking good. Tom Hiddleston, I ordered... I think it was $250, a huge action figure <laughs> of Loki from Hot Toys. Anyway, I'm obsessed. So good. Go and try it out. And again, I am burdened with glorious purpose. If you're new to the show, Wingnut Social is a marketing agency for interior designers. Our number has changed recently. It just occurred to me probably 100 episodes back. Um, if you want to give us a call, it's 786-206-4331 or check us out at wingnutsocial.com. We specialize in social media marketing for interior designers. We are the real deal, folks. We have excellent Google reviews. Go and check that out. And uh, we are happy to help you get your ideal clients through social media, not just throwing up pictures and hoping that they stick. All right. So you guys have heard charging what you're worth a lot in this industry. If you are a regular listener of our podcast, if you're a regular listener of any interior design podcast, I'm sure you've heard that phraseology, charge what you're worth, quote unquote. Today's guest, Sarah Schneider, breaks that down for us. And it's not as easy as it sounds. Sure, I'm going to go charge what I'm worth. Okay, done, fixed. Well, you know, there's a lot of psychological baggage and a lot of buildup that goes with charging what you're worth, aside from a business black and white standpoint. And we are going to break that down with Sarah Schneider. But before we do that, y'all know what time it is. It's time for Minnie News, Minnie News Sash. Yeah. All right. Joining us this week for the mini news sesh is digital content manager of Wingnut Social, Emily Lisi. And Emily has some news for us that you guys have been waiting for for a very long time. Emily, what you got? Okay. Yeah. So Instagram is currently testing a small group of people who will be able to use a new sticker feature in their stories. And it's going to allow you to pretty much link to 
a page outside of Instagram. So this is a pretty big deal because for, you know, for years, Instagram has made it so that only people with 10,000 followers or people who are verified can use that swipe up feature that lets you link to a page outside of Instagram. So them testing this for a small group of people that don't meet those requirements of having 10,000 followers is a pretty big deal. But it is important to note that they haven't confirmed that this is gonna be a permanent feature yet. So don't expect this to you know, become a permanent feature. It may very well not become a permanent feature at all. And how would we know if we have that feature, if, if we're one of the guinea pigs they're testing it out on? Yeah, all you have to do is just go to your stories in Instagram and swipe up or tap the little sticker icon and um, it'll bring up that sticker tray for you and you'll see a sticker there that says link. And that's where you'll, you'll tap and you'll be able to put in a link there. I know a lot of designers have been waiting for this forever because organic reach and organic growth on Instagram is so difficult. Getting to that holy grail of the 10,000 followers is crazy. I just looked at my Darla Powell home account and I didn't see that, but I, that's probably because I already have over 10,000 followers, right? Do you think they're just focusing this on those people that don't have that to test out the link? Or Yeah, it does sound like they are testing it specifically for people with fewer than 10,000 followers. So this is specifically for people who don't meet those requirements. So yeah, it's going to be really awesome if this becomes an actual feature. It'll be great for you know designers who want to link to their blogs or landing pages, things like that. Because instead of having to do that annoying, like, oh, link in bio, <laughs> call to action thing, <laughs> um, instead of them, like, users having to, you know, tap to your profile, then tap the link in your bio. And then if you have a, a page for that, like a link in bio type feature, where you have multiple links there, then they have to, you know, it's multiple clicks. Well, if they see this link sticker in your stories, they're, all they have to do is click the link and they're on your page. So it's, there's fewer actions that they have to take, which makes it easier for them to get to your website. I love it. I hope they roll it out. I think it would be very helpful for everybody to be able to get more traffic for their websites, et cetera. I'm curious to see what they're looking for with it and where they would keep it or not. Of course, these are things they don't tell us. But if you have under 10,000 followers, go check out your stories and see if that little sticker's there. If you're one of the lucky ones, try it out and see how it works. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Yeah, for sure. Happy to be here. <laughs> Many new sash. Yeah. Okay, today's guest, Sarah Schneider, helps ambitious, hard-on-themselves leaders be the realest version of themselves, level up their leadership, and have more fun. For 20 years, Sarah has been having candid conversations with leaders at all levels, supporting the professional business and personal development of those leaders, and effectively building and leading teams. She is the trusted coach and champion of CEOs that are rebelling against the status quo in their industries. Sarah is a professional certified coach with the ICF, holds an MBA, and blends transformative inner work with tangible goals. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Sarah Schneider to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Sarah Schneider. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? Uh, Darla, thank you for having me. I am well. I am excited to be here, and I am doing the best I can to stay cool in the very hot Colorado weather right now. Oh, Colorado. I love Colorado. I went there for the first time, I want to say a couple of years ago. I went to Denver, and um, I got some souvenirs. <laughs> 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 we'll just leave that to your imagination. But, yeah. <laughs> but Colorado is beautiful. I, God, it was one of my favorite vacations ever. I really, really enjoy that. So I'm, I'm really jelly. I'm actually in Maryland and it's super sweltering hot. Who'd have thunk? 
I went from Miami to Maryland thinking, oh, it's going to be so much cooler. Hell no, it's not. Anyhow, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. You have expertise and topics that are so relevant to my audience. And so today for the main episode, I thought we would dig into charging what you're worth. So that's a huge buzzword in the interior design industry. A lot of business coaches use it. I think uh, Nancy Gansakoffer, who is a, um, a very popular business coach for the interior design industry and has been on the show, that's her mantra, charge what you're worth, charge what you're worth. Sandra Funk, I believe as well. And reviewing you as a guest, you had a very interesting take on, there, uh, on that because it's so simple to say, charge what you're worth, but there's a lot of work that builds up to being able to get to that sentence and actually execute that and putting it out there. How do we know what we're worth? What if we have issues that we need to work on to feel that we are worth that? So before we get into this topic, just tell us a little bit about your expertise, your background on that, and we will get your spin. Sure. Yeah, thanks for the, the setup. I, so I come from the corporate world. I, I spent a decade in IT. I led teams, managed projects, built things from scratch. I dabbled in HR. So if, if there was a, a role that you could have in the corporate world, I had it in some way over the course of a, a decade. And then I went and I started my own business. And I was really smug about it. I'm like, oh, I've been in the business corporate world. This is going to be fine. I can do it. And turns out I had a whole bunch of mindset trash and some other things that I actually needed to really work on and overcome so that I could ask people or invite people to work with me so I could say my rate, so I could say, hey, this is how you know I can support you and let's work together. And that really fed into taking on my own self-doubt, trust, all of that. And so what I spend most of my time now doing is working with clients really capable human beings that sometimes forget that they're how capable they are or forget that they can go create their businesses and lives and all of that. Uh, so a lot around being the leader in their industries and in their companies. Um, that's in a nutshell. <laughs> awesome. That's a, that's a, a value-packed nutshell. So in the, in the interior de design space, the designers are decorators, and a lot of my audience are kind of new to the business. They're learning how to market it, learning how to run their business. But we have some experienced designers here as well. The service that we put out, what we do is incredibly expensive. And so there's a lot of resistance, a lot of resistance from the newer designers especially, but even some of the more seasoned designers on, on charging at the risk of being redundant is what I should say, charging what they're worth for the, the value of what they're doing. So why, why is that? If you see another interior designer that's charging $200, $250 an hour, you don't even blink. You're like, well, she, of course she's worth that. You know, look at the work she's putting out there. Where do we begin to start diving in and looking at ourselves to say, what the hell is our worth? What is our value? Where do we even start? It's such a great question. And it's one that, you know, you spoke to listening to an episode, a podcast that I put out a while back. And that I think was three years ago. And while some of that I still feel strongly about, even my opinions of it over the last three years has changed and it evolved. And to your question, charging what you're worth is a slippery slope because in my experience, even the people, the most capable, talented, in this case, designers, likely still have some self-criticism, likely still compare themselves to others, or I haven't done this long enough, or I need to get more experience before I can charge that, or people aren't going to pay that, or, or, or. And so if we're not taking on the stuff that happens in our 
you know, really our, our mental uh, viewpoints on things. Charging what you're worth is like, well, I mean, I guess I'll charge $50 or $100 or whatever, right? So if we're not actually taking a an honest look at our background and skill set and the the results that we provide people and the difference we make for people, if we actually can get outside of it being about us and more about what we deliver and that impact that we can have and, and who our ideal clients are, right? If you're a high-end designer, you're going to charge differently than somebody who might be going in and let's say decluttering something, right? So it's, I think there's so much nuance into what we, what our rates can be, but we get lost in the like, who am I to charge that? Exactly. So let's dig into that. That's what I want to get into. So I'm assuming if you're listening and you have some business chops and you're kind of, you know, what your expenses are, you know, your profit you have to make. And if not, that's an entirely different show. So let's, let's, Talk about the mindset of that, of, of valuing yourself enough to rise to making that profit from a, a psychological standpoint, from a self-worth standpoint. If you have an issue saying, well, you know, I am new, I, I don't have the chops, or I don't, I'm not as good as that designer, or you, you, got, you t- spoke about comparison again, how do we start with setting up our mindset with increasing our, our sense of self and figuring out who that is and how, my, how much we're worth? Well, I love that you pointed to first and foremost that, you know, people like, let's assume you've taken into account the money you need to make your expenses, all of that, right? Because that is a tangible, huge piece of yeah. business, right? Well, yeah. So like, yeah, ground floor, you got that handled. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, you know, we laugh about it, but there's some people who are like, well, I don't know. And it's like, well, have you calculated everything kind of thing, right? Like I said, a whole um, other show. <laughs> exactly. A whole other show. But Assuming that's in in place, you mentioned the one of the fears you mentioned, and I hear a lot is, well, I'm new at something. Mm-hmm. And I actually come from the standpoint of we're never at, we're never as new at something as we think we are. Now we can be a beginner at something. You know, I when I started my business, I was a beginner entrepreneur. When I started being an executive coach, having that title was I was a beginner at it. But I've been coaching and developing leaders for 20 plus years. And I could argue I could go back even into high school and other places that I've been developing and and coaching leaders. So that's through my viewpoint and, and the work that I do. But if we put it on designer standpoint, you're likely not as new as you think you are. Where have you been using a lot of the skill sets that you use as a designer? Where have you, where have you had an eye for things? Where have you pieced things together? Where have you uh, looked at the details and pulled together into the bigger picture? Where have you been able to support people in a vision that they've had, and now you're executing it in in this different way? So I really challenge people to be okay with having a beginner's viewpoint and fresh eyes because I think we're never done learning. But be careful of how new, and I say you can't, you know, I say new in quotations, be careful of how new you, you, you think you are at something because I, I think people relate new to inexperienced and I have it that most of us are in, inexperienced as we think we are. Yeah, and I love that you said that because a lot of uh, beginning interior decorators, interior designers, or even senior interior designers will take for granted the knowledge that they have when approaching a space that, that it's almost like it comes so naturally to them or do either from talent or due to their years of training and education that they figure, oh, it just took me a couple of minutes. It's not, there's not really much of a value to that. And so, and the truth is the opposite. 
really. The years of training, the schooling, the experience, and or that natural gift have a certain dollar amount and not to sell that short. And even if you are a beginning decorator, interior uh, designer, something led you there. There was some talent, there was some experience, some level of success of value that you offered either yourself or your clients, your instructor in school. So there's that from a technical standpoint. But what about from an emotional standpoint? A lot of women, and my audience is mostly women, there are some men out there as well, just tend to I don't want to say shit on themselves, but I guess I'm going to say shit on themselves. <laughs> but it's a great <laughs> phrase. Yes. Yeah. You know, where we're our own worst enemies or we're our own, yeah, our own worst enemies. We're going to be the most critical about ourselves. Our self-talk sometimes is we would never dream of speaking to someone else and you're not worth it. You're not valued. We can't charge as much. No one's going to pay you for this. You imagine talking to somebody else that way, that you would be such a dick to say that, but we do that to ourselves all the time. So talk us through working that out aside from a technical or a, you know, you have your, your ledger balanced kind of aspect. Yeah. Well, you just hit on some key points, which is one, don't be a dick to yourself. (laughs) Like, I think that's number one. Um, And we can dig into some ways, you know, obviously you and I are having some fun with it, but it really is, you know, self-doubt is a, is just a dream and performance crusher. If I've ever seen one, like it's, it just, it can be this, the beginning and the end to people's business goals and, and lifestyle goals and leadership goals. So one, you know, the self-doubt and inner criticism and, you know, just being a jerk to yourself. And that shows up in a way that you just described, which is it's so easy to discount what we know because it comes natural to us in some way, whether you're a designer, whether you're leading teams, you know, and, and I do it to myself sometimes. Where I'm like, oh, this question is so obvious. And then I ask it, and my client's like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh, it, it wasn't that obvious, you know? So one of the things that I like to think about is taking inventory of what we bring to the table. So if we go back to like the the mental mindset being a jerk to ourselves standpoint, it's taking inventory and sometimes it's doing it with somebody. Because if, if, if you're your own worst critic, which I find a lot of women are, um, and as you pointed to, like we can be really cruel to ourselves and it's really... With, with somebody who knows you, with somebody who is, you know, you, you trust, take inventory of, of what are the things I've done since I was a kid? What are the, whether it's formal education or, or informal education, what are the roles I've had? What do people come to and ask me for? Uh, you know, brainstorm that with somebody and write everything down, even if you think it's obvious, even if you're like, oh, well, of course that color palette doesn't go together. That is not obvious to everyone. <laughs> no, it is <laughs> Let not. Let me tell you. No, it's not, right? Like, or, you know, that looks fresh, like, or that doesn't look cluttery. That is not a skill set that everyone has. I've been in some homes, believe me, that is not a <laughs> yeah. skill set that it's, everyone has. Yeah, it's funny that you say yeah. that because my girlfriend and I are, are currently shopping for our house here in Maryland and nobody has those skills. <laughs> it seems it seems really rare. So you can't, you cannot discount that for 100%. So I'm sorry, I, I interrupted did you keep going? No, not at all. I, I, I appreciate the, the dialogue. So it's even if you think it's an obvious skill, even if you think it's the most trivial skill, you want to take inventory on all of it. Because then when you're in your self-criticism or you're like, oh, I can't charge that or I'm not very good at what I do or I'm new or I've been doing this so long, I'm in a plateau, right? That's what I find with really seasoned people. They're, they get bored or, the, or they don't feel uh, excited about what they're up right. to. Inventory is so powerful for our gremlin or our inner critic. I find that it's easier to be kinder to yourself when you can gather evidence for 
what you're good at versus evidence for what you're not good at. Hi, I'd like to take this minute to welcome Build Lane as a new sponsor to our show. I tell you, when Build Lane came to me to inquire about becoming a sponsor, I was like, huh, let me see what they're all about. And I have to tell you, I would have given my left leg (laughs) to have known about Build Lane when I was doing interior design in Miami because they would have made it so much simpler. So let me tell you a little bit about what they do. They are a platform that makes it easy for designers to build custom furniture for our clients. For example, like in Miami, if I had to build a custom dining table for someone, I would go for one vendor. If I had to do upholstery, I would go to another vendor. If I had to build a chase, a different vendor. And it's so much systems and processes and logistics and putting everything together well. Build Lane does all that for you. All you do is send them your design. It can be anything from like a little coffee table sketch to an inspiration photo or a fully specified CAD drawing. And they're going to match the needs of that piece with one of their highly, highly vetted factories that has the capabilities to make that piece and return the quote to you. Then all you do is approve the quote. You get a shop drawing. You approve that. The piece is fabricated. You get photos to show the build, how it's going with the fabric, other materials along the way. So you're fully informed. You can inform your client and Build Lane even handles the shipping. You get a dedicated account manager and they start the process with a demo to walk you through the site, which is super, super easy peasy. And we'll be there along the way to help you with any questions that you might have. So the end result is really just anything you can imagine. Very easy. You don't have to run around to different vendors. You don't have to, you know, chicken with a head cut off. So to go check them out, head on over to buildlane.com. That's buildlane.com. Use code wingnut250 to get a $250 discount just for you. Buildlane.com. Do you recommend having like a third party that's close to you maybe kind of give you feedback on that? Or is that just way too, too extra? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like um, if you want, you need like an objective outside, like what, you know, I'm having this mind block, you know, with this skill, what is your perception of the value that I bring to the table? Maybe not a, well, I guess it could be a survey with a client or something, but maybe someone semi close to you. Is that extra or is that recommended? As you said earlier, we're meaner to ourselves than we would ever talk to anybody else. And frankly, probably meaner than people that love us would ever talk to us. So I'm a big fan of getting out of our own head. You know, it can be a it can be a scary place to be alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of having trusted advisors. And the caveat there is to choose wisely. Because if we choose somebody who has the same fears as us, they're going to fall into the trap of our fears. Right? They're actually going to reinforce the thing that we're concerned about. So when I say choose wisely, choose somebody who is completely outside of your story. Choose somebody who is your greatest champion. Choose a client who can't stop talking about the work that you did, right? Like choose wisely because people aren't always great about not getting their fears on us. 
And our fears will eat that shit up. Right? It'll just be like, yes, yummy. Like, That's let me true. be right about this. That's true. Yeah. And, and there is this thing, and this is a little slightly off topic, but maybe not, where sometimes some the people closest to you will t- kind of knock you a little. I mean, not as mean as we are when we talk to ourselves, what we discussed earlier, but they'll feel better about themselves by kind of bringing you back some. So be careful about that. Be careful about who it is that Jim Rome says you are, the, the five people you hang around. There is some truth to that. So that's very smart going outside that. So let me ask you, Sarah, so confidence and having self-worth and, um, you know, radiating that can make you successful, can bring clients, can help you charge a higher dollar amount. I've seen it. I've seen it day in and out. I did this when I was first starting out as a decorator, designer in Miami, Florida. I had very little experience, <laughs> but, a, but a lot of balls. <laughs> um, but at what point do you say there has to be like a line of demarcation where you say, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm this, I, you know, I have these skills, I can charge this much, but, you know, at what point do you rein it in and say, okay, now let's be realistic. You know, I don't have this degree or I don't have this experience in kitchen design where do you call it or do you do you just go for the go for the moon you know what i'm saying like how much of it is motivational self-talk yeah rah 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 i'm out there i'm worth this much and how much of it is black and white for me personally and for the people that i work with i find it's such a a line to walk because i work with a lot of entrepreneurs especially new coaches and whether it doesn't matter what your business is whether you're a coach interior designer accountant doesn't it doesn't matter PR agency, what happens sometimes is people are like, okay, well, I read this book or I took this course and this is what they say I should be charging. Like if if I'm going to have any credibility, I should charge X. And they've never asked to be hired before a day in their life, or they're still relatively new in saying, this is what I charge. This is what you'll get. This is, these are my services. So one of the things that I recommend or will support them with is like, okay, so this is what this guru said. This is what you're comfortable saying out loud. Where do we find the the middle ground of that? Because if you can't go and say that rate that somebody told you you should be charging, you're not going to get any business to begin with. So there's got to be a middle ground of like, this is what I've come up with that you know, I need to make this honors my services and, and results I get from my client. And this is where I want to get. But can I actually find a middle ground so that I'm not out there just tripping over myself, not ever getting hired? Now, look, it's a delicate balance, right? Because you don't want to not shoot for the moon. The finding that integration of like what stretches you and you're willing to say out loud without throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It, it, and here's a funny thought and something I want to speak to as well. When I was first starting out, especially not not as much on the interior design side, but on the agency side, I had a business coach that was like, you're charging this much, you're way undercharging, you need to be charging this much. And talk about wanting to throw up when I was doing sales calls and saying, this is what we're charging now, which is totally worth it, is 100% charging what you're worth. The service we were putting out was on par. Actually, we were even way undercutting other agencies, not making money in, in the very beginning. But I found, and this is so counterintuitive, and I want people out there to really understand this, and maybe you can tell me why this is from your point of view, that when I started charging what the for the service we were putting out for what we were worth you know and and making a healthy profit so we could stay in business and give our clients the the service that we're renowned for now we have a waiting list there were not you know clients started knocking down the door i've never been busier than when i started 
charging appropriately for the service that we're offering. So if you're out there and you're, you're scared, you know, and you want to undercharge, or if you're like, oh, I can only do 50 or $75 an hour and wondering why clients aren't busting down the door. I have found, and not just from my experience, but from other designers' experience, you know, even doubling your hourly rate, suddenly people are picking up the phone and calling you. So it, it's, it's a win-win in that way. So tell me why that is. What's going on there with that psychology? People make snap judgments about money and rates. I think an example I've heard before is like a hamburger. We all know what a McDonald's hamburger, and I don't eat meat, so it's hilarious that I'm using Oh, I love McDonald's. But, uh, I'm sorry. I'm hanging my head in shame here. <laughs> no, hey, they're, they're, they're French fries. I There's nothing that compares. I still drive by and I'm like, hmm, French fries? But like, you know what you're going to get for what a McDonald's cheeseburger costs? And you know what you're going to get if you go to a restaurant that has a burger and you're willing to pay more and you're going to make snap judgments about those rates. So I think about it through the lens of if I have a perception of what something should cost or if I've gone out and Google and I've done my research and I'm like, okay, well, what does a, a website designer charge? And I have this range that I'm looking at. If I go to somebody's website and they're charging way less than what I have Googled, I'm going to be awfully curious about that. Like I'm right or wrong. I'm going to make judgments about how good they are, their skill set. Is this the person I want to be working with? And the same thing, if I go and there's somebody on the higher end, I might be like, okay, well, I don't know that I'm, I need that level of website yet. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, the judgments that we make about rates, but most of us do make snap judgments about rates. Same thing with me being a leadership and executive coach. If I didn't have my rates where they're at, people might make snap judgments about my credibility, my experience, you know, do I, what am I doing, you know, kind of thing. So I've been very intentional about that. A lot of my clients are very intentional about that. But I think we just need to be responsible for the snap judgments people will make right or wrong. And they're mostly right, though, aren't they? Seriously, I mean, let's be, let's get real. In our experience, you know, you get what you pay for, which sounds cliche and it's super easy to say, but that that's true. I mean, I love as much as I love McDonald's, I know that that 50 cent cheeseburger or whatever they're running <laughs> at the time isn't going to be, you know, Ruth's Chris hamburger. <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah. do get what you pay for. And now every now and then you get that gem in the rough and that are, or that, you know, person that's undercharging and, you know, you got that up and coming person before they learn everything, but still you you do get what you pay for. You get a hundred percent. And I know that the listeners have heard various business coaches on, on this podcast and other podcasts that say that exact same thing. If you charge more, you, you're going to get more clients. You're going to get better clients than the clients that you want to work with even more so. And I'm here to tell you from firsthand experience that that's absolutely 100% the case. It's so cool to hear it from your perspective, from an interior design and and social media, you know, s- standpoint. And you know, I think about earlier this year, I was in this business group and I came across a, a web designer who was transitioning from working for somebody else to starting her own business, and she was doing design days and you know, charged a decent amount, but not what she could or what she charges now. Like it was totally, I wanted to support this person. I knew this designer did great work. I didn't have a lot of judgment around the rate because I knew this person was getting started and I, and I, I wanted to be a part of it. Just like people were a part of hiring me when I was starting my business and, and they trusted me. So I do think there are times where we can be 
intentionable, intentionable, intentional. <laughs> and I'm combining intention and responsible, intentional. <laughs> I love it. Um, where, you know, we can look at like, hey, do I want to support this person? Maybe you want to support a woman of color or whatever it is, right? Like you can, we can be intentional about how we make decisions or perhaps we want to serve a demographic that maybe can't pay what, you know, I intentionally modify my rates at times when I want to work with a identity or demographic that I know can't, you know, afford my executive rates, but that's an intentional choice. That's not for me being like, oh, I suck at what I do and, and I shouldn't charge that, right? <laughs> so I think that's really the, the critical point here is when we make adjustments to our rates, are we doing it from an intentional place or are we doing it because we think we're a piece of shit? <laughs> and that's a, that's a very good thing to know the difference <laughs> on about yeah. from a personal standpoint. Sarah, is there anything that I forgot to ask you that you think that the audience needs to hear on this topic before we get into the what up wingnut round? I think the only thing I would add is that charging your worth is a made-up concept and construct. It is completely 100% made up. Yes, there are guidelines in every industry, but we know that there's outliers in, in all of it. There's coaches and designers who charge hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, and there's some that don't charge $50 an hour, right? <laughs> right. So. Charging your worth is a made-up thing, and so I really invite people to define it for them because everybody's going to have an opinion of what you should or should not charge. I love it. Excellent words to end this particular interview on. Now I have to ask you, Sarah Schneider, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? I am. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Hashtag that was fun. Love it. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have one of your favorite foods. What is it? Pizza. No question. Awesome. That covers a lot of food groups, too. I like that. I think that's a smart choice. It does. It's, it really <laughs> rounds out the dietary needs. <laughs> Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound impact on you either personally or professionally. This was actually the hardest one for me because I have been such an avid reader. I decided to go with The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown okay. because it changed the... I read it, I think, 10 years ago. So I was 29 or 30 when it came out, or when I read it at least. And it really changed... I didn't know that you could be sweary and in like personal and professional development and be you know <laughs> be a coach and stuff like I thought I had to like if I wanted to be sweary I had to go do something else and Brene Brown like the way she delivers her the information and who she is like it's so real and relatable but also very intelligent and applicable so when I read that book I was like oh like there <laughs> there is a place for me in this world and it was really my first introduction to shame and how it impacts us. So it it really, it wasn't the only thing that charted me on this course, but it opened a door for me I didn't know existed. A terrific recommendation. You know what, Sarah, what I would like to discuss is another thing back in when I was researching your topics that you have expertise on, and a lot of us do this as women especially, but interior designers, is comparing ourselves to others and worrying so much about what your competition, what your, the person next door is doing, that it it really messes up with our business, our psyche, and again, to our, our sense of self-worth. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us on the Wingnut Social Podcast. I look forward to continuing our conversation in Wingnut Premium. In the meantime, please tell the listeners where they can go to find out more about you. Thank you. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah Schneider Co. 
You can find me on LinkedIn at Sarah Schneider Coach. And of course, you can come to my website, which is sarahschneiderco.com. And there's some freebies on there, some things that'll help you with self-doubt. And if nothing else, and you want to say hello, I always welcome a hello as well. Awesome. Thank you again for joining us and being such an amazing guest. Thank you so much, Darla. It was awesome. So I hope that helped give you a little bit more insight as to charging what you're worth more than just, hey, let me go out there and charge what I'm worth. (laughs) Break it down. It's a lot more complicated than just a, a sentence with quotes, right? I mean, there's a lot of psychological stuff going on with that. So hopefully that was helpful. If you have any questions or if you want to reach out and uh, hook up with Sarah there to get some more information, you can go to wingnutsocial.com slash podcast, hit up this episode for all the show notes. Everything that we talked about is in there with timestamps, et cetera. I am going to head on over now to the Wingnut Premium Studio and carry on my conversation with Sarah and talk about how charging what you're worth and comparing ourselves to other people is a whole new bugaboo. So if you're not a Wingnut Premium member, head on over to wingnutpremium.com and I will see you there. Over there on Wingnut Premium, you get all the extended guest interviews with some extra takeaways. Sometimes solo episodes by me was just some what's going on in the marketing world, some extra tips to market your interior design business or business practices as well. You get a monthly content planning calendar for Instagram and special membership in the Wingnut Social Premium Group, where once a month we have a free-for-all brouhaha mastermind, come at me, bro, with all of your marketing questions, and we will get that answered for you and help you out with your business. It is a steal at $24.95 a month. We're practically giving it away. (laughs) But it's a lot of fun. I really, really especially enjoy the masterminds. And the next one, I think I want to say this month, let me look at my calendar really quick, is on uh, July 29th at 1 p.m. in the Wingnut Social Premium Group. So as I'm recording this episode, it should be airing on the 27th. You have plenty of time to get over there and get in on the next mastermind. They're a ton of fun. And that's not only just me and my team answering questions about marketing and the interior design industry, but the women or the designers and the people in that group, it's mostly women right now, let's get real are super experienced in the interior design industry. So you'll be amazed at what you can learn, not even from myself, my team, but from your peers in the group as well. It's a tremendous value. So run.walk, wingnutpremium.com. And that's it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Remember to get out there, get uncomfortable and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. I'm coming out of mini new sesh. And but I have to burp. All right, folks, joining us this week on the mini new sesh is my digital content manager for Wingnut Social, Emma. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> Good boy, Mango.